Hi guys, it's Claire. So, remember that friend I told you about like two years ago? Now this is like old history, really old history. Um, but she was one of the people I featured in who not to get close to or people to look out for when you were going for a divorce. Um, anyway, there's an update on her and um, I had my second EMDR therapy today. So if you're interested, keep on listening. So about two years ago, I gave an update on people to look out for and who to tell and who to get or not to get close to, I guess, when it comes to friends and going through a divorce. Um, really just finding out, you know, fake friends and who's real, who's not. Anyway, this is like... I looked back on my episodes, and this is going on two years now, and it has been, for this particular person, this is the friend, I don't know what I called her in that episode, um, but she was the friend who my ex went to first because he thought I would go there to be safe from him, so this is one of the friends I, I was really close to at the time, um... So my ex went to her with all these accusations, all this, you know, slander, lies, everything else. When he went off the deep end and I left him, he, you know, started his smear campaign with this person. Um, and they believed him, unfortunately. So I had a lot of drama, a lot of issues, a lot of gossip started about me from this friend, so-called friend. Um, and it made my life hell. It really complicated a lot of relationships a lot of things I didn't need going on at that time um and after being so close with that person like it was another betrayal another you know breach of trust and it's something that it, that has really hurt me but you know I didn't need to see them again I didn't need to see this friend so I like phased my way out I didn't block her number or anything and this is important um, but I just deleted it. Like I didn't actively block her out of my life, but you know, I left the door open. It was more one of those things where it's like, okay, it is what it is. Um, you know, I don't, I don't wish bad things, but I don't wish them well. Like just get out of my life. That's it. We're done. I'm not going to reach out again. So it has been four years, four years. Can I just say that again? Like four years. Um, haven't really talked with this person in that long. I mean, I've seen them at a distance maybe once or twice because we happen to live in the same area, but I've not run into them. Um, and when I do, it's, you know, it's at the distance. I'm like, okay, they're here. I'm leaving the store now or I'm going to go, you know, to the farthest end so I don't run into them because... I don't want that. Um, and, and so far, so good. I mean, four years. Didn't really have to talk. Well, anyway, um, Saturday night, we were at this fall thing for my son. It was outside. And she was there, and she was in front of us. Um, so me, my current husband, my son. And she, like, recognized my husband because we were all in the same friend group. At the time my divorce was going down, my current husband and I, um, 
And like she comes over, like on purpose, comes over. Now, right off the bat, you know, my husband thinks this is not going to go well. I mean, he knows the history here. He knows exactly what she did and said to me and to him, too, at that point. Like, she was just off the deep end. Um, Basically talking shit and gossiping for years and years um, about me and my family. So... She walks over, she says hi to him, she says hi to my kid, but she doesn't say anything to me. And it's like really awkward. My current husband just kind of like, okay, well, you have a good rest of your night. Kind of giving her the hint, hey, you should go. There's nothing, we're not going to talk, we're not going to do anything. And at the time I was mad at him, it's like I wish he didn't react at all or didn't even acknowledge her at all because I just didn't even want that much contact. But, you know, he was polite. He wasn't overly friendly, nothing like that. Um, he did what I couldn't do. And that's like our support system. And that's how, you know, my current marriage works. He knows my story. He knows my history. He knows what I can and can't handle. And he knew that even her coming over would trigger a panic attack or the feeling of, you know, dread being around this person. So, um, he did the right thing. He was, you know, very gentlemanly about it. Um, left her in, you know, no uncertain terms of where we all stood. Like we're not really friends anymore. It's been four years. What the hell? So she like walked away And I was upset, but I was able to, like, function and go forward, and I was just mad. It's like, who the hell does that? Um, Number one, the audacity, and number two, it's like, how bold are you that you knew exactly what you said and did? Exactly. I mean, you know the reason you haven't reached out in four years. Like, it has been years at this point. We were really close then we're not. And in four years, you're going to think that it's... No. There's something wrong with her. There's something unresolved in her own life that caused her to come over and, like, continue to seek a relationship with us. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was real, really <laughs> awkward as hell. And I don't know what else she was expecting. Um, cause I, I have nothing nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything like I'm above yelling and breaking down and stuff in public, but you're damn straight. I'm not going to say anything to you because I don't, you know, I don't owe you that. You don't owe me anything. Please stay away. Um, so that was real awkward. Anyway, we go through the thing, the event, you know, I, I don't think my son picked up on anything. He had a great time. We come back home and like literally two hours later, I'm still processing and decompressing and being like, I don't want to talk to her. Um, Just trying to get, you know, that feeling and even seeing her again put me in that headspace. It put me in the headspace of when I was first going through the divorce and how much trauma and stress and drama this person brought into my life. And it really took me for a turn. Like, it had been years since I thought about those feelings or those people or anything like that. And um, 
you know, I needed a moment. So as I was taking that moment to like decompress after we got home, someone sends me a text and it's her. I didn't block her number. I mean, that's where that comes back into play. I didn't block her number. So she sends me a text. She's like, hey, um, I'm just looking for some clarity. It's like, I forget her actual wording because I deleted the text. But she's like, um, well, your husband, blankety blank, like his name was really nice to me, but you wouldn't even look at me. I'm just trying to understand this interaction further. Could you like elaborate? So she's like coming to me, asking me that. Again, four years, no contact. Not that I blocked her, but like the door was open. Four years. <laughs> um, and I typed up a few things. I debated about not sending anything. I debated, you know, whatever. Letting the past be the past. But she wants to come into my piece, my home, and rake this up again? I mean, she could have left it. She could have left it. And, and you know, taken the massive hit my husband gave her. But no. So, you know, I had typed up some choice words. I gave it my phone to my husband and I was like, I want to send something, make it sound nice. <laughs> like, and that's, you know, his job. That's how he balances me out. So he went through my texts and he was like, um, typed in his own thing that made it real neutral, you know, from both of us. Instead of just saying I, it's like we. So our response or my response was, you know, um, my husband was being very nice to you or was being kind to you because he's a good person like that, but we both don't want a relationship with you. You know, we don't appreciate the drama you brought into my life at that point and the fallout from that. So we don't like owe you anything. We don't owe an explanation. Um, and as far as a relationship goes, we don't want one. So save it, basically. And that's what we sent. And then I blocked her number. Because, you know, I do that. <laughs> it's like the longer I've been alive, the more I'm heavy-handed on the blocking. Because I'm just over it. Um, so that's what I sent back. And to be honest, you know, that was it. I felt better. I said what I wanted to communicate without being rude, and that was it. But I brought it up in therapy today. Um, I'm seeing a new therapist. I'm sorry if I, I think I told you guys. Mine's on maternity leave. Um, but I brought it up to the therapist today, and she was like, yeah, that, like the balls on that lady. I'm like, yeah, that's true, and... You know, it, it's very off-putting. Um, I found this with a few toxic people. My husband's much more open, I guess, or looks more approachable. I don't know. I don't know. But I've had a few relationships from the specific fallout where they're still going to talk to my husband or talk to my kid, but, you know, ignore me and I'm standing there. And it's weird um, I don't get it, but there was that whole, you know, fiasco, and at this point, 
you know, when I saw her and ran into her, I made a promise to myself like that night and I was crying and telling my husband about it. It's like, hey, when it comes to holidays, I mean, we're still in the pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. Thank God for that excuse, right? But I'm not going to do that again. You know, just seeing her triggered this, this feeling in me, this trauma response that put me right back when all, all of it was going down. And it's been years. Like, I don't want to feel like that inside. I don't want to feel like my insides are shaking, like I'm going to throw up, like I just can't breathe around these people. And the crappy thing is, some of these situations, you know, it could be a good situation. It could be a, a great holiday or you know, some sort of event where I might see these people, but I'm not going to go this year. Um, and that's just part of my promise to myself. Like I will be mentally healthy. I'm going to protect the sanity I do have and what I've been able to accomplish in my life. And you know, this isn't the year for going out of my way to hurt myself essentially. So that's that whole story. Um, I'll be back in just one second. I got to do something for my kid, but I'm going to tell you guys about the EMDR update as well. So keep listening. So EMDR update. Um, It's going well. Um, I've never had so many or so much, I guess, progress from just so little therapy. And I've had a lot of therapy, man. Like... I really, really have, um, but we were able to start EMDR and we are, we are still doing it telehealth. So, um, it's through video or calling and, um, so today was really painful. Like we started the history. So not, not just PTSD with my ex-husband, but also, you know, my past, past traumas. When did my panic attack start? Um, cause I was I've always had a panic disorder, like going through history, going through the most recent panic attack, which was when I ran into that that old friend, or, you know, the worst panic attack, which was when my ex was hurting me. So we we talked a little about that, but before it got too painful, and I told her, it's like, my chest is tight, I don't feel well talking about it, um, you know, she stopped it there and was like, okay, um, before we get into some of the deep memories and the trauma, she's teaching me some techniques to handle it. Well, one of them we did today, um, it's called the container. And this is what I usually do. Like it's sort of similar to what I do. So when I'm going through something, um, and it's really painful or traumatic for me to experience or think about, I'll like put it behind this wall in my head and like I think I've talked about it here before like I'll just picture myself building a brick wall to like keep it on the other side not have it touch my life but at the same time you know it's still in my head or it's still in my life and um that's not at all what the container is um the container we started today It's something, it's a mental exercise where you close your eyes and you find a quiet spot and you relax and focus on on building a container or taking a container and really focusing on, you know, what it looks like, how does it close, how big is it, where is it at, where do you want to keep it? So figuratively, like, 
Are you going to keep it in your room or in the attic or in the basement? Or is it going to be somewhere far away from your house? Like in your mind, when we're done taking out what we put into this box, where do we keep it so it's not in you? Like it's not in my head. It's not in my body. You know, these trauma experiences we'll talk about. But anytime, you know, going through EMDR, anytime I feel like it's too much or I'm having physical reactions to talking about it or thinking about it, I'm going to put those feelings and everything we talk about in therapy, like at the end of that, we're going to put it back in the box and maybe it'll turn into a bigger box or separate boxes in the end. But we're going to lock that up, you know, put it away. And, you know, when you open the box, it, those traumas and experiences, they're not going to come out. They have to stay in there. So it's just like figuratively projecting your psyche really into cleaning up, you know, the, the ickiness, I guess, of the trauma of the abuse experiences that you have. So like for me, it felt a lot like sweeping up my mind. Like, we're just going to sweep this all up. Yeah, it's a mess. It kind of went everywhere, but we're going to sweep all these feelings up. We're going to put them in this box. We're going to put it deep in the woods somewhere. We're going to bury it. Like, that's where those feelings go. So as, you know, I'm going ahead and anything from, from the week, from the day, you know, anything at all that made me think of those traumas or made me feel those ways just taking like a mental inventory and and you can do it whenever like taking some time to be quiet to close your eyes to really think and putting putting those feelings those words those smells that idea like anything that reminds you of that putting it back in the box just like letting yourself know it's safe here gonna we're gonna take it out of our life you know it's not not in your head it's not in your mind it's not in your physical body it's something that was from you know this trauma we're gonna put it in the box it's gonna go away and when we take it out again you know we can always come back to it whenever but when we take it out again we might that'll be something that we choose to do you know instead of letting the trauma happen to you it's something we're choosing to revisit we're choosing to get out this memory and sit with it for a while. Or we're choosing to get out this memory and talk about it or think about it. And then we put it back in the box. Like, it felt amazing. And I really wanted to share that with you guys. It felt really good. Because I hadn't heard that before. I hadn't had anyone encourage me to compartmentalize like that before. You know, I always felt like I had to deal with trauma at the same time of dealing with my life. But was it really trauma? I mean, gaslighting, emotional abuse, mental abuse gets you thinking a kind of way. And it makes you feel, you know, like you have to do it all at once. And, you know, if you feel triggered, if you feel bad, it's your fault. You kind of just move on. And it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's exhausting. The more I live like that, the more I find myself exhausted from the trauma that I've been through. Like I, I'm, I find myself sitting still lately with nothing going on in my head 
or I have the worst memory problem because I can't think of anything because this trauma was taking up such a big part of my my mental space that that it was exhausting everything else to the point where you know I'm just forgetful now so basically like what needs to go in the container is things that that keep you back from living your full life and it's okay if you're not there yet. It's okay if you're not ready to put, you know, everything in that container yet. But it's there. And it's something that I'm going to revisit time and time again. So over the next week, that's really my homework. You know, I'm going to take out the box whenever I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed or absolutely, you know, any kind of feeling that is penetrating my brain take it out acknowledge it you know recognize hey this needs to go in the container it needs to go in there and then keeping it there until next time so like right now I'm just building up the skills to be able to talk about the trauma without letting it overwhelm me Um, and that's really really important so that's my homework this week um And I'm happy to share more with you. But yeah, today was all about just history, coming up with, you know, going back to places to revisit later and starting the container, starting that exercise. I'll check in with you guys later.